0: On today's podcast of Relationship Renovation, we talk about the intimacy dilemma. It's a big one. A lot of couples struggle with intimacy. We go in, we normalize, we talk about the things that happen that really diminish intimacy, but that there are skills out there that you can learn. Give it a listen. Let us know what you think.
1: Do you wanna feel more emotionally and intimately connected with your partner? Then we have the tool that is exactly right for you. We have a program called Relationship Renovation at Home and it is an amazing way for you and your partner to have a structured way weekly to work together.
0: Because we deserve awesomeness in our relationships.
1: Just go to our website, relationshiprenovation.com. At the top, there's a link to at home program And it will give you a free lesson if you want to just check it out and see if it's something that works for you and your partner. We know it will make a significant positive impact on your relationship.
0: Hello all and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin.
1: And my name is EJ Kerwin. And we want to just like dive right in this morning. It's
0: a good one to dive into. It
1: absolutely is. And the the title that we've come up with so far with this is The Intimacy Dilemma.
0: I like dilemma. It took us like a couple minutes to figure out what word we wanted after the intimacy, the intimacy tension, intimacy challenges, but the dilemma, because it feels like it's a dilemma.
1: Yeah. And it's also, it's just the fact that, you know, we've had our center running for like seven years. Both Tara and I have been working with couples for decades. It's it's just the thing that so many couples come in and there's always things like communication or money or, you know, in-laws or blended families. But one of the most significant dilemmas that couples are dealing with is the struggle to have an intimate relationship over the span of their relationship.
0: Yes, couples come in and they are just feeling hopeless, that it'll never be like it used to be. Body changes, life changes, and then they just feel like the spark has gone out. Intimacy is diminished greatly in a lot of different areas. And so then we are there to help provide psychoeducation, normalization, and that it takes skills to have a healthy, intimate relationship over a lifespan. And a lot of us don't know that. We just think it's supposed to be hot. It's just supposed to be
1: easy always. And if you have to try or you have to work on it, there's something wrong with you guys or your relationship. And we even did... You know, I think it was like four years ago or so, we did like a 30-day challenge. It was called the Intimacy Challenge.
0: It was right when COVID happened because yes. we wanted to be, because people were stuck indoors yes. with each other and we're like, how do we help couples through this?
1: And we had a, a lot of people who signed up for that. And it they, was awesome. It, it was really cool. And we got so much feedback and we continue to get it. People saying, can we talk about intimacy? So we wanna talk about today a particular dilemma, within the struggles that couples have around intimacy.
0: Yeah, and there's, you know, this is gonna kind of turn into this intimacy series because we kind of go over general, broad, the intimacy dilemma today, and then we're gonna kind of break it down and go into deeper topics over the next few episodes. So we will get to hopefully lots of stuff.
1: Absolutely. So the dilemma is that, you know, what is intimacy? Intimacy is about... A connection. It's about a close connection between you and another person. It's about the ability to give and receive love freely, right? But it tends to be in a couple that they perceive intimacy and the important sort of components of intimacy very differently.
0: Yes. And it almost feels like it's a separate piece of the relationship, if that makes sense, when it's actually a part of the whole.
1: Yeah. And so the dilemma, as we see it, is that there is physical connection that's a significant part of having a a intimately connected relationship. Risky level. Yep. But then there's this other underlying part that's so important, which is the emotional connection. Yes. And oftentimes there's one person who's really craving the physical side. And it's just like, hey, what's going on? Why can't we just like get that reconnected? And then the other person is saying, hey, wait a minute. I don't feel emotionally connected to you. So how in the world am I going to be able to feel physically connected to you?
0: And kind of as you're talking, I'm thinking about when we're first together, the physical attraction piece is huge. Like you don't really have to work it, and this isn't for everybody, but you don't have to work on it. It feels very organic. You don't really have your baggage yet. So it starts to feel separate when you are with your partner for a longer amount of time. Now our baggage starts to come up. Now our attachment wounds start to show, and now intimacy becomes a piece of the emotional safety part of it, and then couples don't have the skills to understand how it all fits together as a whole. It's just like, gosh, I'm not even attracted to this person or we used to have so much sex or we used to touch and kiss and now it's totally different. But what they don't take into account is how has your communication been while you're going through these transitions, whether it's children or getting married or having to go through death together, grief. I mean, there's just so many different components to it, but people, they focus on like, but our intimacy is gone. Yeah. But we're like, but what else didn't happen? Yeah. So that's where we are really helping couples unravel the timeline of their story so we can say, hey, this is kind of maybe where it started. Yeah. And it's not your fault. You just didn't have the skills. None of us do. I
1: mean, yeah, maybe, maybe a rare few. I think also what's really challenging is that... A lot of couples, if not most couples, they have like a period of time where it's the honeymoon, where they do feel very emotionally connected. They feel very physically connected. And they just are kind of like, why didn't that last forever? It lasted for six months or a year or sometimes, you know, three or four or five years.
0: And then so as humans, we do not like to be disappointed And so like that first time we're disappointed by our partner or we're hurt or wounded by our partner, that starts the slow road, the slow path of like little tears in the intimacy spectrum, if you will, because now we're disappointed and that person was never supposed to disappoint me. I felt so good. My hormones were racing and raging and our sex has been great and how dare them disappoint me. Yeah. And so that's kind of like the start of it because we have this like, if you want to call it a Pollyanna approach or whatever, but like that this person is like going to be awesome forever and not hurt me the way I've been hurt by other people.
1: Absolutely. And so you have this wonderful time, you feel totally connected. And then we'll get into in, in a second, like why all the reasons that there might be this, you know, this fracture. But what happens at that fracture point, a lot of times is one person is highly attuned to like, hey, what happened to the sex? What happened to the Mm-mm. kisses? What happened to the touches? And the other person is highly attuned to like, hey, what happened to feeling really emotionally Seen, connected to heard. you and yes. heard and understood and that you were curious about me and you wanted to stay up late and talk to me, you know? And and that's where we've talked about this before, couples just sort of pull apart.
0: It's kind of like that idea of habituation, right? Where you have the same stimulus every day you're seeing it over and over and over and our brain likes shiny new things so your like partner becomes like an old french fry (laughs) underneath your car seat from mcdonald's like oh it's there
1: am i your old french fry (laughs) but if that was a
0: brand new car that would not be allowed
1: (laughs) so let's break it down here a little bit so Let's start with emotional intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. What are some of the reasons that emotional intimacy just begins to get challenged in a relationship?
0: There's probably many reasons. The number one reason that comes to mind is that people stop talking to each other about how are we doing, about feelings. They get really busy. They have kids. uh, Life happens. Again, many reasons, but people aren't, they don't have that skill to know like, you know what, it's really important for us to stay attuned to each other every single day and planning and prepping and just always in each other's care. Thank you, Dr. Stan Tatkin. It's just such a bold statement, always in each other's care. We just lose that and other things become more important.
1: Yeah. We stop making time for the connection between us. And that leads to, and this, again, we're still in the emotional realm. We stop being curious about each other. like When we first got together, like. I wanted to know everything about you. And I, we would like come home from work and we'd cook dinner together yeah. and we, we'd talk for hours and hours and hours. We'd sit by the pool, we'd sit out in, by your porch. You know, we'd had all this time yeah. where we were just like learning about each other. And at a certain point, it's like you just stop feeding that aspect of your relationship. And that's brutal on emotional connection.
0: Well, to me, again, the longer you're together and or the more stressful situations you're encountering in your time together, so many emotions build up and they become big. And, you know, our way of coping with them as a partnership is very uniquely different. And if we don't understand how our other person is coping or even how we cope, that's just going to feel really isolating.
1: And I think that as our relationship matures, also it gets very obvious that there's a difference between the two people in their ability to understand their own emotions and have a a language to communicate about them. I think at the beginning, for some reason, that's just less important and it has a way of just balancing itself out with chemicals.
0: So there ties in really quickly, blame because instead of asking for what we need, we expect that our partner knows. And when they don't know, when they don't get it right, now we're going to blame this person for, wow, I thought you were this person and you totally turned out to not be that person. And I'm so disappointed. Yeah. However, we didn't learn how to ask for needs. Maybe we're more passive aggressive. Maybe we're like, no, I really don't want a Valentine's day present. And then you don't get one. And then you're like, how dare you are not? <laughs> yeah. Again, that's like a, just like a little description of like whatever, but
1: Ooh, I mean, you're talking about something that's incredibly important there, and it's the, like, knowing the way we want to be loved, you know? And, again, at the beginning of a relationship, a lot of times it's just happening naturally. Yes. But as relationship matures, we have to do some searching and we have to kind of figure out, like, what makes me feel loved? What makes my partner feel emotionally connected to me? So that's another another reason that we get pulled apart emotionally. And then kind of in the same bucket is just, we have different yeah. needs for emotional connection. Like some people are, it's so, so important. Yeah. And for others, maybe they're just less attuned to it.
0: Well, and ask me how many times I have tried to get newly committed couples and or premarital couples into therapy, yeah. crickets. It doesn't happen because everything's good. Yeah. It it only happens when couples come in and they're on the verge of breakup, separation, divorce. Yeah. And I'm. we're trying to create a lot of like, how can you be proactive in relationship wellness? Because yes, things feel really good in the beginning. Yes, physical attractions there. Yes, our sex life is great. Oh, we're always curious about each other, but things happen. And when we don't have those skills, again, everything starts to chip away and then bam, right? You had me at goodbye. It's yeah. either couples counseling or I'm finished with you. And so it just, again, it just shows me that couples don't understand the amount of skills it takes to really have a lifelong lasting connection with one person who's gonna drive you absolutely mad and crazy. Trigger every
1: nerve you have in your body. And that's
0: what we're here to do. This yeah. is why we have our podcast. Yeah. There's skills that need to be learned that most of us, I'm gonna guess 99.9% have not learned. Unless you have like a sex therapist that's like a parent, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. And even then,
1: I don't know if you're going <laughs> to really be listening to it all. All right, so let's do the flip. So we just talked about challenges to emotional intimacy, and now we're going to talk about the challenges to physical intimacy. And I'll, I'll just bring us in on this one because you already sort of mentioned it. Okay. And that is habituation, you know, that there is just this thing as human beings that something that gave us a lot of pleasure, like my truck, when I first got my truck, that thing was just like... Every time I looked out the window at it, every time I got in, the, in it, every time I turned it on and jammed out of the driveway in it, it gave me like such excitement and I just loved it. And I still like my truck, yeah, it's great, but it does not give me the thrill that it gave me right when I bought it. And and that happens with our partners. Like sadly, the, the same thing happens.
0: Well, it happens with our partners and also our appearance individually to our partners. Like when I know, when I first started dating you, like I would plan my little outfits. I would like, <laughs> I would go buy new outfits. I would have my little facials. Like I just really <laughs> cared. And now I'm like, honey badger, don't give a well, shit. Like, but, I, I, oh, I, you like,
1: know, it's interesting. I do
0: care now. I mean, I do, but I'm saying there was a time. Yeah,
1: but check this out. This is an interesting thing. I'm, this is like totally off script, but I'm like <laughs> thinking of it. Like our quality time then was we would go out you know, we would meet up someplace. So yeah, you were like sort of, you know, dolling yourself Super up. Super cute And I'd time. be, you know, I'd have my cologne on and I'd, you know, be doing my best to be fashionable that I can do. But now our quality one. time is once the kids are gone to bed. Nine o'clock. And you've changed into your- Jammies. Into your jammies and you got your contacts out and your googly eyeglasses on. <laughs> and I'm like- you know, wearing some freaking hoodie and, and you're, you know, it's like, so our quality time, we we don't prep ourselves for. It. It's just like, hey, here's, you know, here's the larva version of myself for you to observe. But
0: here's, here's the difference. You and I have accepted that that is just a mature part of... Yes a maturing relationship, a relationship where we're super busy and we have kids and two businesses. And so we accept it and we kind of can laugh at it, but there's a lot of people that don't understand what acceptance of that means. And so maybe somebody else makes them feel more attractive or someone else is making them feel more secure or confident. And that's where we can get blindsided very quickly.
1: Well, and and that coincides with why we go through a shift. We you know, we have kids, we have new stressful jobs, we move. We get you know.
0: the mom, dad or the dad bod. We get the yeah. mom bod or we the just, dad
1: bod. We just age, you know, we just age. I mean, that's a part yeah. of it as well is, you know, we both have changes in hormones throughout our lives. Like those things affect and and we don't compensate for it. You know, we, yeah. we again, we look back and like, well, why isn't it the way it used to be? Well, I've changed a lot. Yeah. We've changed a lot. Our life has changed a lot. So we, yeah. we, we don't have an awareness that how much just the changes of life really deteriorate physical intimacy.
0: And I love that you said that because just having that awareness, being able to come to your partner and be like, can we... Instead of holding on to the past and this like image of what it used to be, can we actually talk about all the transitions we've been through, aging, children, jobs, moving, grief, whatever it might be? And can we talk about what might feel like acceptance now? And we both have our own individual needs, but I think if partners really want to make it work, they will be very collaborative in those efforts.
1: Well, and and you nailed it again in that you're you're so good, honey. (laughs) You (laughs) you nailed it in the fact that just like each individual partner has a different need for emotional connection, each partner has a different need for physical connection. And so that different different times too. Yeah. And it can, it can switch, but we don't compensate. We don't have awareness of like, wow, this person just needs touch more, you know, in our relationship, like, I need touch more. You need like really to know like, I got your back and I'm there and I can be there for you in difficult moments. Words of
0: affirmation.
1: Words of affirmation, service, helping you out. You know, we just, we don't have things totally naturally lined up because we're different people. We came from different places.
0: I think that's why so many people loved love languages. Cause like it was the idea of like, oh,
1: Oh my god, like there's nothing
0: wrong with us. We just have different love languages. Yeah. And same thing with like erotic blueprints, right? We both want intimacy, possibly different. We just don't know how to talk about it. And maybe some of us have just like a lot of issues around what it is around intimacy for ourselves and in our body and struggle with that and then have to share that with also another person. So again, just opening it all up to be raw and vulnerable.
1: And I think this is the sort of big wraparound of all of this. And, And it definitely this... Matters an emotional connection because I don't think I think it's hard to talk about emotional connection, but I think there's just a whole other level of complexity of like we have no idea how to talk about sex. Right. We get at the best, not at the best, but the like, sort of the mean is don't get pregnant. Don't get venereal diseases. Yeah. Oftentimes, if you're religious background, sex is bad until you're you're married. Or if
0: you're a girl in high school, you're a slut or a whore. Yeah. You will get judged if you are at all any kind of promiscuous, yeah. whatever that means. And that was for me when I was in high school.
1: Yeah. Or if you're figuring out sexual identity of like how many households come out where they're really supportive about gender, about sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, so it's it's all of that is figured out on our own. And it's just like, we need some help. And then certainly once we get into a relationship and it starts to get complex, we need some help and we yeah. just don't have it.
0: And then- the idea that we need help almost feels shaming. So, and there's a lot of shame that comes with sex and intimacy, which is a whole other podcast, right? Hopefully yeah. maybe within the series, but we don't talk about it because it feels like now there's something wrong with me. And then again, intimacy for couples feels isolating and I'm alone in it. And we're here to say, actually, that's not true. True. There's just certain conversations and skills that need to happen to really understand where each of you are coming from, to reduce blame, to get out of the past, to heal from the past and move forward with intention around how an intimate relationship looks like for you because everybody's different. Absolutely.
1: So we've, we've really identified in this episode that one of the significant dilemmas in intimacy is that there's two very distinct kinds of intimacy. It is physical intimacy and there is emotional intimacy. And so what's, you know, the beginning of of addressing this, Tara, is what? It's it's beginning to be able to talk about it.
0: Beginning to talk about it and also beginning to recognize that those two are not separate. They are one in the same.
1: Amen, yes. Yes.
0: And again, that starts with a conversation around it, but it also starts with how safe emotionally do you feel with your partner to have conversation around this. So even talking about vulnerability with your partner, because sex intimacy is really hard to talk about. It's one of the things we talk about in the latter half of our relationship renovation program, only because we have to build the tools necessary to get to vulnerability. Because a lot of people at this point, if you are struggling with intimacy, you have some guards up. Your walls are up and that's scary. Like I I'm not going to talk about sex with my partner. Then. What if then they think that then we're just going to start having, again, lots of assumptions, lots of expectations. I wish there was like this one answer, but I guess it's it's vulnerability.
1: Yeah, it's emotional safety. That's the thing. It's it's And that's a big backbone of our program is like, how do we assess, how do we create emotional safety in our relationship? Because a lot of times what's happened is that you've tried to have this conversation. It's not like people everybody avoids it. A lot of times people like, we've tried, we've read a book together, maybe even we've gone to therapy, you know, but this is this idea of like, how do we create emotional safety? I can be who I am. Mm -hmm. I can be totally honest with you and I can do it in a way that's hearable. And we might even hurt each other. It might even be difficult but it's safe. It's safe to take risks. It's safe to be vulnerable with one another.
0: And that just reminds me because we did a whole podcast on an emotional safety assessment that you can actually go through with your partner to have those questions be be asked and answered, which kind of gives you a really good idea of how much emotional safety is involved. Yeah.
1: And, we, and, and how we, much more you need. And we also, we have to recognize that our relationship is a work in progress, right? We have to get out of this sort of like fairy tale belief that it should all be easy and things should just happen organically. Like we have to like sort of together as a couple, accept like, you know what? We're gonna work on things together. We're gonna Mm -hmm. talk about emotional intimacy. We're gonna talk about physical intimacy. And every time we try to do it, even if it creates a difficult moment, is an opportunity for us to grow individually and for us to grow as a couple.
0: And just to kind of be devil's advocate to that, we are living in a world where we want things very easy. We want to go Instacart, groceries to the door delivery, like we're getting lazy we're getting lazy and that is definitely feeding into people navigating difficult relationships feels way overwhelming. Even with like the AI chat GPT or coming up with things like our office manager asked me the other day, like, did you use chat GPT to like conduct this email or to develop this email? I'm like, no, because I want to keep using my brain too. Like I'm scared that like that's really easy too. And so just knowing that you're almost going against the grain of how our world is very,
1: and yeah, we want, we want solutions gratification, very instant quickly. Instant
0: gratification. And that is just, if we had that answer, like we would be so dang busy. Yeah, yeah. It's not instant. It is delayed gratification and you put in the work, but it's really worth it, yeah, right? Yeah. Secure attachment, super worth it.
1: So today, just to sort of recap really quickly, what we said is like, there's a big dilemma here that the movement towards having a really healthy, long-lasting, intimate relationship involves two things, emotional intimacy and physical intimacy, and that we have very different perceptions, needs, ability to communicate about it, right? And so from there, that's our launching point. And we're going to come back every episode or two where we're going to talk about things like how changes involving aging, like how they affect our intimate relationship. We're going to talk about how the shifts in hormones of both individuals have a major impact on on your intimate relationship, we're going to talk about how this and this is a big one. How trauma, you know, and and when we say trauma, it's it's big T's to little T's that we've we all have ways we've been hurt in the past, and that affects our ability to be emotionally connected and physically connected.
0: And I also want to add one more because there's a lot of individuals out there that when we even mention the word like emotional safety, like they just don't even have that framework of like, I don't know how to navigate my emotions, but like, we're here to help, right? We have a ton of podcasts around how to regulate emotions better. Some of us never learned it. So then the idea of like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to like get emotional. And what does that mean? Like, it's okay. Yeah. And we've got you.
1: Yeah. So please send info at relationshiprenovation.com. Send us your questions. Send us the topics that you're like, hey, Talk about this aspect of intimacy. You know, give us permission to share your question and we'll take it and we'll run with it and we'll we'll answer those questions and we'll do the research and we'll help you understand this complex issue, but such an important issue is like, how do me and my partner, how do my partner and I have an intimately connected relationship? How do we love each other in ways that feel good that feel connecting that feel safe
0: and then you can navigate all the ups and downs that life loves to give us
1: absolutely right absolutely
0: well so as always take care of yourself take care of each other thanks so much for listening bye-bye
1: bye-bye me and you just singing on the train me and you listening